In episode 446 with two of my besties, Sally Jane Douglas and Tamsin Neal, you will hear part one of a two-part friendship series where we dive deep into how to call in your soul sisters, how to nourish your friendships. And then in part two, which is next week's episode, you will hear how to consciously uncouple with friends, how to let go, how to set boundaries, and so much more. The following episode of The Melissa Ambrosini Show is ad-free and uninterrupted. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to The Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited about this episode because we are doing something different that I have never done before, and that is have on two of my best soul sisters, Sally and Tamsin. Now, I get asked a lot about friendships, and I thought, what better way to talk about it than bring on two of my besties? Now, in this episode, which is part one of a two-part series, we are diving deep into all things friendships, how to call them in, how to be a good friend and nourish your friendships, how to let them go consciously and gracefully, and so much more. And just to give you a little bit of background on these two incredible women, Sally is a women's empowerment mentor and feminine embodiment coach with over 15 years of experience working with and supporting women. She is deeply committed to empowering women to develop the inner confidence and self-trust to overcome self-doubt and second-guessing that keeps them feeling stuck and disconnected from themselves. She compassionately guides women to reconnect with themselves and align with their truth, so they can live their fullest potential and flourish in all areas of their lives. Sally is a walking goddess. She truly embodies what she teaches. She is so open, kind, loving, soft, and compassionate. There are so many things that I love about her. She is always up for an adventure. She is always there for you. She has her heart so open wide, and she is hilarious and has the best laugh Ever, which you will hear in this episode. I love how she loves me, Nick and Bambi, and I feel truly grateful to call her one of my soul sisters. Then we have the beautiful Tamsin. Now Tam is a plant-based recipe developer and a very, very good one at that. Her food is incredible. She is also a mental health advocate, health and wellness educator, and lover of all things ethical, sustainable, and natural living. She supports others in transitioning to a more connected lifestyle powered by plants and nature through her brand, Salty Peaches. Her work is deeply rooted in creating ways to embrace an abundant life, glowing health, and sustainable ways of being by sharing delicious recipes, tips, and tools that have supported her throughout her journey to vibrant health and happiness. Tam is one of those people that knows everything about everything. From random trivial facts to deep and spiritual, she has an answer for it all. She is so loyal, always there for you, always up for a dance, adventure, and a good time. She is so kind, open-hearted, loving, and supportive. And 
both of these women are truly the best aunties to Bambi. Honestly, the way that they love her, how present they are with her, the way that they show up for her is so inspiring. Now, you will hear in this conversation how much I love and adore these beautiful women. So let's just dive in. Without further ado, let's bring on two of my besties, Sally and Tamsin. Beautiful goddesses, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have my two beautiful soul sisters here. But before we dive in, can you please each tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Tam, you go first. Mm. I've always wanted to answer this question. (laughs) This morning I had a smoothie and it's the same smoothie I have every morning. I just switch it up a little bit and it is coconut milk with ground flaxseed, blueberries, some fresh greens in there. So this morning I had spinach. I also have a greens powder and then my favorite protein, well, nutritional support powder, which is the Cabral one. Oh, and a dash of forage every day. Yum. Delicious. And what about you? I had a smoothie this morning and not a smoothie bowl. Sometimes it's a smoothie bowl. Today it was a smoothie with banana and berries and flax and tahini and adaptogens, all the good things. Ah, yum. So good. Well, I am so excited to have you guys here for this very, very important topic on friendships. I have been asked so much about this on my Instagram to do an episode on friendships. And I thought, what better way to then bring on two of my besties and talk about this. And so we opened it up to all of your burning questions and we're going to answer them. But I thought before we dive into the questions, let's share how we met. (laughs) So Tam, do you want to share how you and I met? Yes. So we met at a beautiful lunch through mutual friends. So my partner Talon is a very good friend of Nick and even longer friend of yourself and our friends, James and Laurentine. And James and Laurentine held a beautiful lunch, early dinner for us. And we came over and we all spent the afternoon together and the rest is history. It was definitely love at first sight. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's five and a half years ago. Wow. So yes, I knew Talon, Tamsin's beautiful partner. I've known Talon since 2010. So I knew Talon before and then, yeah, we had this beautiful lunch that was kind of like a set up lunch for us to meet. And it was definitely love at first sight. And yeah, we've been friends ever since. And there are so many things that I love about you. One of many that you know everything about everything. (laughs) (laughs) That was going. Tamsin literally knows the most random, (laughs) trivial facts about everything and anything. You have any question? Tam knows Mm -hmm. about it. Any question. Any question. (laughs) So there's so many things that I love about you. That is definitely one of them. And I love that we've been friends for so long. And I'm so excited to share more about our friendship in this episode. But thank you for being such a beautiful friend. Thank you. I love you. Best five and a half years of my life. Don't tell talent. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sal, how did we meet? We met, I don't know, was it three years ago? I don't even know. I think it was at a Soul Sister Circle event that I was running up here, the first Soul Sister on the Sunshine Coast. And you were one of our speakers on the panel. And yeah, you were at one end of the panel. I was at the other. 
We were giving each other eyes. <laughs> and then I remember you said, you, we should hang out. I was like, yeah, okay. And then you left and I didn't get to say goodbye and thank you. So I ran outside in my bare feet and just said, thank you so much for being a part of this. And then I don't know how we connected after that, but we were just in touch and that was it. Again, it was definitely love at first sight. Like as soon as I saw you at that event, I was like, and you started talking. So Sally was emceeing the event. And I remember going, hmm, we're going to be friends. (laughs) We're going to be really good friends. And then it was so beautiful. There were so many people at the end and didn't get to say goodbye. And like Sally mentioned, I was leaving and she ran out into the car park, ran out. (laughs) And she was like, I didn't get to thank you. And it was just so beautiful. It was just so lovely. And in that moment, I was like, she's a goodie. She's a really goodie because you cared. I knew in that moment how much you cared and how important it was for you to say goodbye and to make that connection. And yeah, since then, three years, we have been very, very good friends and I love our friendship. There are so many things I love about you. One big one is your laugh, (laughs) which you guys will hear copious amounts of times throughout this episode. She has the best laugh in the entire world. Our Voxer messages are just her laughing constantly <laughs> at giggling. herself, mind you. Yeah, and when you put it on double speed, it's like even better. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's like a little chipmunk. It's yeah. so cute. You have the best laugh and your laugh makes me laugh and it's so contagious. And I'm so glad that you're in my life, both of you. And I'm so glad that you're here and we can share our wisdom and what we know on friendships. And before we start, I want everyone listening to not think that anything is perfect. I want everyone listening to delete the word perfect from their mind and just, I don't want anyone to put us on a pedestal and think that we have this quote unquote perfect friendship, whatever that even freaking is. I don't want anyone to think that. I don't want anyone to think that we don't have flat days, that we don't have moments where we go inward and things like that. And we'll share more about that, but we are not experts. There's no such thing as perfect. We're just sharing our journey and what works for us and what has worked for us. We've all done a lot of inner personal development, inner child healing work. We're not perfect, but we're here and we just want to share what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us in the hopes that it helps you guys because friendship is a really big topic relationships are so important. They are such a huge component of our life. Like they're part of the holistic wellness puzzle. Yes, we eat nourishing food and we drink clean water and we get sunshine and we do movement and we do work that we love. And relationships are so important. They are fundamental to our health and to our happiness. And right now more than ever, I have had so many people come to me, and I know you girls have too, they're struggling with their friendships. And I want to talk about why you guys think that is. What is going on in the world right now that is bringing to light these misaligned relationships? Why do you think that is? So many things come to mind when you mention that. And I think a big thing that we're seeing at the moment or have seen over the last two and a half almost three years now, is people becoming more and more aware of their beliefs and their values and what they want in life and what's really, truly important to them. 
And what we're seeing is quite a big divide in the world, not necessarily divided in two ways, but in so many different ways. And what I think has been really tricky and what's coming to the surface is that we haven't necessarily been taught the skills to hold space for other people who may have different opinions to us and different values and different belief systems. And when we cannot hold space for that, then we can be defensive, defending our own opinion and different things like that. And it can manifest in so many different ways. But what we are seeing in a lot of friendships, relationships, even family dynamics is just separation and frustration for not being heard and not being seen for what you truly believe in just because somebody else doesn't as well. So that's a big thing and something that, you know, we've talked about before when it comes to astrology, which is something that I love so much and not an expert in at all. But what I really love is the explanation of the nodal shift that's just happened. And the previous 18 months, we've had the North Node in Gemini and we've had the South Node in Sagittarius. And the beautiful attributes and higher frequency attributes of Gemini are they're curious and they're open-minded and it's intellectual and it's wanting to know more and it's just very open and some of the lower vibrational energies of Sagittarius is the guru the know-it-all the what I know is right and so when it comes to those nodal shifts some people are evolving and then some people are repeating if they're not you know moving towards the future which is the Gemini for those last 18 months so we're seeing some people that are becoming more open-minded and then other people are saying no this is the way this is the only way and I'm not actually willing to consider anybody else's opinion or beliefs and that puts strains on relationships friendships so many other different ones too I feel like that's a big play at the moment yeah absolutely Sal, do you have anything to add? And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the pandemic and how that has affected Mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah. Well, I think that has been like a big pause for so many people in their lives in having to stay home, maybe not being able to go to work. And that's for some people, not for all people. But having that more space, I think a lot of people have evaluated their lives, what they want, what they don't want, what they like, what's working. And that has just that space because we're normally so busy going from here to there to that social event to that pickup to all of that. And that hasn't been able to happen for so many people that then we actually have time to reflect and ask questions. What do I want? Is this actually what I want? Is what I'm choosing what I want to be choosing? And then people have been possibly questioning and not knowing how to move forward with that, how to rectify friendships that maybe they're unsure about or they want to strengthen or disconnect from friendships that aren't really serving them anymore. So I think that's been a really big part too. hundred percent, hundred percent. I would love to hear your perspective. I'm a big believer in the whole a season, a reason or a lifetime. I believe that there's people that come into your life, that we have soul contracts. People come into our life for a particular reason or a season and we have that experience with them we have lessons, growth, and then maybe that relationship floats away. Do you guys believe in the whole season, reason, and lifetime and soul contracts? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent because it's played out in my life and I'm sure Sally would agree it's played out on hers too. And I think it's so beautiful when you can actually hold that idea when you're considering, well, is this relationship or is this friendship what's really right for me? Or is it just one of those three things? Because I think there's so much pressure once we're in a friendship 
to work through it and to hold on to it for such a long time, even if it's faded out and it served its purpose and, you know, it's come to the end of a chapter. So I think, yeah, having that in the back of your mind when when you're reevaluating what's still aligned with you and not what no longer aligns with you, then that almost gives you permission to then say, okay, actually it's just one of these three things and that's actually okay and not everyone's meant to be in our lives forever. And then reflect on all of the beautiful things that did come from that friendship and whether it ended badly or well, whatever. But like you said, the lessons and how it shaped you into the person that you are today, for sure. Mm, yeah, and it's the the Buddhist practice of non-attachment, mm. yeah, like the life practice of non-attachment and especially with people you know that's the number one thing as adults we get attached to and that can be beautiful and it can be unhealthy and then we can find ourselves attached to people who are unhealthy for us or that contract has expired that reason with that we've learned that lesson whatever it may be so recognizing that and saying is this an attachment or is this actually love and I want to be nourishing this friendship and yeah being able to be really reflective there and honest with ourselves I think it's so important before I remembered because we know everything we just forget before I remembered about soul contracts and season reason lifetime whenever a friendship would start to dissolve I remember like wanting to hold on with white knuckle grip and be like, but, but we had so much fun and like, I want to be friends forever. Like, why can't we? And like almost banging my head against a wall in the resistance of what actually is. And now I have that awareness and I can go, okay, this relationship has had its purpose and it's now dissolving and morphing into something else. And that has given me a lot of peace. And also knowing that everything is always unfolding the way that it is supposed to. And when we, like our ego, gets involved, that's when we find the resistance. But when we just surrender and trust that everything's always unfolding and this person leaving my life is going to create space for more magic to come through and trusting that because I think I know for me in the past when a relationship has dissolved, Nick would remind me, babe, the universe is organizing this for you because a Sally or a Tamsin is going to enter your life and then you're like, ah, awesome. But it's when we hold on with white knuckle grip to anything that we experience suffering. Yeah. And just on that note, just something that you kind of mentioned there, when we are considering that a friendship is kind of coming to an end and like you said, just holding on so tightly, a big thing that comes up for me, and I know that a lot of other women, is this fear of not being liked, right? And so in order to like really speak our truth and really be our most authentic self, and express what's really going on in the friendship and out of the fear of them not liking us, you know, or bringing up something that's frustrating us or upsetting us, like maybe they won't like us after that. And that's a big fear that kind of holds us back for sure. So yeah, something to consider when we're, yeah, realigning our friendships for sure. Mm. And what do they say? You could be the juiciest peach, but not everyone's going to like peaches. Mm. Exactly. Mm. I like peaches. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I'm any fruit you like. And I like brownie. You can be the chocolatey. Chocolatey is brownie. And there's people that don't like brownies. Exactly. Are there actually people that don't like brownies? A hundred percent. Like you can't be what everything to everyone. Yeah. This is confusing. That is confusing though. Confusing. I'm like, yeah. We want everyone to like us. We're not for everyone. So true. But we need to look at that wound. We need to look at that wound because when that person does exit our life and it triggers the, but I want everyone to like me because when I was six, Sarah didn't want to be my friend anymore and it triggers that old wound. So we need to have that awareness. Awareness is key for all transformation. So we can see as an adult that when that friendship dissolves and we feel like, or that I want everyone to like me comes up, we can go, oh, that's just an old wound. It's actually not real anymore. So we need to have that awareness. Okay. So what is a real friendship? Mm. What does that actually look like? Because people have different definitions. What does a real friendship look like for you guys? I feel like people have different opinions because it's a different for everyone, right? We all have different requirements of what we need and what we want and what we desire in a relationship. Like friendships are the same as many other relationships. So yeah, some people's relationships look completely different to ours because we desire different things and friendships are the same. And I think the reason why we are so close is because we all have similar desires and wants and needs in a friendship. And so we are so hyper aware of how to support each other and provide that for each other, right? It's almost like a love language. So knowing each other's love languages, we're then prepared to kind of step up and and fill those cups for each other. So yeah, it looks so different for everyone. I think for me, a real friendship is someone who holds space without judgment, without solution. And just there's a mutual respect there. There's always trying to understand, but also understanding that you're not necessarily always going to agree with things. I mean, like Sally and I, for example, are so different and we have completely different opinions on so many different things. Give an example. And we had, oh God, I don't know, the colour blue. Oh yeah, <laughs> did not like the colour blue. This came up tonight. No, but like on many different, exa- I don't know, I'll think of one, yeah. that we can have really heated discussions and debate about things, but we just have this mutual foundation of unconditional love for each other Mm, and respect. respect, That's it. And knowing that even though we can have completely different ideas of what's right or wrong or the best way to do things, it doesn't matter because there's that unconditional love and to be seen, to be heard and to be held, you know, that's just so important in any relationship for me. And so finding the women that are always going to make the space to do that and show up no matter what, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And we've got to remember that friendships are relationships, right? So what do we want from our relationships? Like I want to share my life with my the people in my life, whether that be an intimate partner or my friends, whoever I want to be able to share. I want that person to celebrate me. I want them to share things with me, whether that be news, whether it be food, whether the brownies, um, <laughs> always brownies, <laughs> always anything to be able to share with each other and be open and vulnerable and yeah, not hold back, not put the brave face on or put the, when we want to like say something, but then sometimes, oh, I better not say that. Like 
that's mm. not how we operate in this friendship. It's like we say what we feel, we share whatever needs to be said, whether that's not, I'm not even talking about about each other, but just that whatever we want to share, it's not like, oh, that's a bit inappropriate, Sally. Don't that we don't talk about that. There is none of that. <laughs> there is nothing off limits, and that feels safe. You know, mm, like you've got safe. to feel safe to be your whole self and not feel like you need to dim your light or not be too this or too that. Like that doesn't feel safe, and that's not being true. And in friendships, we want to be able to be ourselves, and we have to be true to ourselves and each other. And that's mm. going to create a real deep, intimate, lasting, fun, juicy friendship. Mm. Absolutely, and there's a trust in that, right? Like any relationship, mm. there's a deep trust to be able to be your most vulnerable, authentic, crazy, wild, dark, humorous self <laughs> and to know that it's just going to be received so beautifully because that's you and you're loved for being you. So trust is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trust is built. You know, Brene Brown says, um, don't quote me on how she <laughs> says it, but trust has got to be earned. It's not something that you just go giving out to anyone. It's something that has got to be earned and I feel like the more vulnerable you are and the more that you drop deep with someone and time does that too, you go deeper and deeper and that trust builds and builds and builds and it's a really beautiful thing. And, you know, we've said a couple of really important things on what a real friendship means and respect came up a lot, that mutual respect, safety. Safety is so important. No judgment and that unconditional love. And like Tam said, it's not about appeasing and agreeing. Like, yeah, Tam, yes. No, if we don't actually agree with something that each other has said, we just go, oh, but what about this way? Or we share our opinion and that's really important. You don't mold or morph yourself into something else or something that you think they want you to be, be your true authentic self and speak from your heart. And whenever we speak from our heart and share from our heart, it's always going to be received by the heart. So I love these and I think everyone listening, do a little evaluation on your closest friends right now and just think, okay, is respect there? Is safety there? Is lack of judgment there? Is unconditional love there? And if not, maybe you just need to do a little bit of self-inquiry and work out whether this is something that you want to pursue. But it's really important. And I think it's worth mentioning, I have this analogy with relationships that they're like a bank. And with any relationship, friendships or my relationship with Nick, the more you deposit into it, the more it's going to grow, right? But in our friendship, if I'm the only one depositing, if I'm depositing and Tamsin's not depositing, that doesn't feel equal, right? And eventually something's going to happen where I'm either going to feel resentful that Tamsin has done no depositing and it's all been me or we just end up silent and nothing happens. And so I want you guys to think about Is there a relationship where you might be depositing more? And this is taking out, like there's times like just had a baby. Yeah. So like you guys deposited way more when I just had Bambi, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. 
There's been times where Nick was going through a really hard time. So I was depositing a lot more. If someone's sick, if someone's grieving, if someone's just had a baby, you know, there's times where maybe someone is depositing a bit more into the bank. And this is when we can practice crystal clear communication. You girls are amazing at this. Tam, a few weeks ago, sent us a message and just said, hey, I'm just going through something. It's got nothing to do with you two. I just want you guys to know. And then Sally and I could show up for her the best way that we knew how, and we could deposit more into her bank at that time. So I like that little analogy. What do you guys think about it? Yeah. Well, I think that's crystal clear communication, as you always talk about, because sometimes we don't, like, we're not telepathic. Well, we kind of are, but (laughs) but generally, um, we're not always telepathic. And so we don't know when something has come up for a friend, a partner, whoever, we need to express it and not just think, oh, hopefully they'll know that I need more time, I need more check-ins or whatever it is. That communication that you just gave the example that Tam let us know, then we're like, okay, great. Now we know we get to check in more. We get to deposit more. We get to water that friendship and and show her that love. But had we not have known and had she not have expressed that, then we would have just gone on as normal and it would have been fine. We obviously are always checking in with each other and offering love. But at that time, you needed more, which is why you shared that and you got your needs met because you expressed your needs. And I think that's so important. Mm, Absolutely. And for me in that space, it was... Like my friendships, my sisters are everything to me in those times. I've got talent and I've got my family. But in that moment, by reaching out to you guys and saying, hey, I'm going through something, I'm not necessarily going to be able to show up for you guys in the way that I normally would. So for me, it was almost like taking the pressure off me to be, you know, because we love to check in with each other because it makes each other feel loved and heard. So for me, it may have meant that, yeah, I'm not going to be checking in as much over the next couple of weeks because my capacity is a little bit less. And then so for you guys, like you said, to be depositing that little bit more. And I've said this a few different times, but yeah, whenever going through a hard time or feeling in a funk and things like that, one of the first things I'll do is tell you guys so that, because sometimes I don't know what I need sometimes we don't know what we need. And a lot of the things around mental health, it says ask for help. And it's like, okay, well, if I don't know what I need, what am I supposed to be asking for? So sometimes just expressing, hey, I'm going through something. And then that friend can then say, okay, how can I support you? Would you like this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And then that's going to be able to, you know, allow you to go, yeah, okay, that would really help. Or no, I just need alone time or whatever that might be. But yeah, crystal clear communication for sure. Mm. What does it mean to have real, authentic friendships in your life? I feel like you can't have a real, authentic friendship unless you show up as your real, authentic self. And that starts with self-worth and self-love. For me, back in high school and before I met you guys, I had a lot of trouble with self-love and self-worth. And so I didn't show up as my most authentic self. I showed up in the way that I felt like everybody would love me the most. I showed up in a way that I thought I would be accepted and going to that mold. And so showing up as your most authentic self and finding out who that is. Like I think a lot of the time we don't actually know who our authentic self is. And it's such a beautiful, you know, cliche word and the spiritual 
industry, our authentic self, but it's really getting to know yourself on a really deep level. Like, what are you good at? What do you love about yourself? What are your needs? What are your wants? What are your desires? And then just start showing up in that way unapologetically. And then you're going to attract people that love that person, right? And then that's where you're going to find your soul sisters because then they're going to love the most authentic you and you can be you all the time and the love is there. If you're showing up as somebody else, even in the slightest way, you're going to attract people that are going to love that person that you're pretending to be, right? And so when it comes to forming a really deep connection, it's not as deep as it could possibly go because you're still pretending. Mm, It's not true because you're not being true. Yeah, and I think that's, I could just echo that. And knowing your values, knowing what's important to you. So then you can be looking for people who share the same things because if you're just trying to fit in and then you fit or you attract people that are partying and none of us really party, you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you have, I have to morph myself always to be fitting into something that isn't aligned with my values. And then we feel misaligned. Like it's really hard to be what you're not. The easiest thing in the world is just to be yourself. But then the fear comes in about, oh, but what if, what if they don't like this? And and that just goes back to the same thing that we said. Like you could be the juiciest peach, but not everybody is going to like peaches. And you're going to find people who love you and who like you. And they're the people that you want. You don't want that person because you think, I don't know, they have this or that or whatever this external thing is. Like it's all about the connection and what you feel inside with that person when you're being truly yourself and they're being truly themselves. And that's what a real beautiful, intimate Mm. friendship is. Best feeling in the world. Yeah. Like when you just feel so deeply, truly seen. Mm. Like Warts and all. Everything. Mm -hmm. And they love you for it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. That's. I think that's just one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like if you enter a relationship not being your true self, it's like building a house on sand. You know, there's not a sturdy foundation and eventually it's just going to crumble. But when you rock up as your true authentic self, it's like building a house out of bricks and it's got a strong foundation and it will stand the storms that we go through. So I know a lot of people rock up to friendships and especially new ones with like their best self, (laughs) like this altered version of themselves. But you really do just need to be your true authentic self, warts and all, whatever you want to call it, because yeah, you're going to attract those people that love you for who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest questions that we got asked, there is so many, when we put this out to my Instagram, one of the biggest questions we got asked is, Okay, how do I meet my soul sisters? I want these deep, intimate friendships. So many people want this. They want it. They're craving it. They're sick of this surface level. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good, busy. Yeah, yeah, you. How are the kids? You know, that surface level. They want deep. They want rich. But how? How do I meet them? Where do I meet them? So I would love your perspective on this. And This is different as well because during a pandemic, this is a different time. So I would love your thoughts, ladies. How do we meet and call in our soul sisters? I'll mention two things and then hand over to Sal because there's just so many things Mm -hmm. here. 
a couple of the main things that come up for me and that really shifted me into finding deeper connections was a showing up as my authentic self. So removing the mask, removing what I felt like everybody needed to me be, removing what I felt like I needed to be and just being me. And what really helped me to do that was actually being in another relationship and then showing up in the way that you want your sisters to show up for you is such a big thing for me. In any moment, whether it's discussion or we're hanging out or, or someone's going through something, I'm always thinking, what would I need right now? And how would I love them to show up for me right now? And then I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I'm ready to give. And I want someone that is open and holds beautiful conversation. And so I'm going to do that. And I want someone who is kind and compassionate. So I'm going to be that, you know, so all of these values that we want in a sister, like even sitting down and making a list and just being like, hey, these are all the things that this is my manifestation list for the perfect sister. This is what I want. And then look at all the areas that you are not being that yourself and think, okay, how can I show up more in this way? And that's just the law of attraction, baby. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. Because we do that for men or for, mm-hmm. you know, when we're calling in our, and I'm just talking about my experience. I did that for Nick. I wrote down exactly how I wanted to feel in this relationship. I wrote down core values. I wrote down all my core values, things that I would love to align with my soulmate. So why don't we do this with our friendships? It's a really good thing to do. And if you are listening to this and you are wanting to call in more soul sisters, get clear on what it is that you truly want. Write down your manifestation list. Be that first and foremost. And it will manifest. So I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. Mm, yes, 100%. We've got to be it. We can't just, with manifesting anything, we can't just sit there and hope and wait <laughs> and be like, it's not coming, it's not coming. We've really got to be it. And we've also got to meet the universe halfway. So we've got to put ourselves in places where we could meet that person, where we could meet those women, where we could meet those sisters. And if you've got clear on what you love, what you value, what excites you, then you like I've just started surfing. I'll probably meet friends in the surf because that's what I'm I'm out there. I'm on the water with other people who are doing the same thing. And that can be scary, I think, for people to do that alone. If you're like, okay, I don't have any friends and I want to go out and make some friends, it can be really scary to go to an event by yourself. And I know that I've done that. And I'm very big on talking to myself and giving myself pep talks. And I think that's really underrated. And it was scary. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I drive to the event. Okay, I can get out. I can do this. It'll be fine. I'll find a, a group of women that's just a few, just a couple of women. I won't walk over to a group of 10 or go to a group of two or three, maybe that look like they're by themselves. And I'll just go and say, hey, Have you come to this event before? Whatever. It doesn't matter what the line is, right? It's just putting yourself out there. Pick up line. Yeah, exactly. It kind (laughs) of is. It's like it's very similar. But that also shows some confidence and some willingness and some courage. And that's admirable to most people. If someone comes over like that, you're like, wow, that's brave. I want to talk to you and I want to make you feel welcome. Most people are like this. Most people aren't just going to be like, it's not like mean girls in high school where it's just going to, they're just going to put their backs to you and walk away. That just really doesn't happen in probably the events that you'll be going to. So going to those events, if you can, obviously, 
pandemic and all the things. But that is really where, well, that's where Tam and I met at an event, at a cooking event, a plant-based cooking event, which is both of our passions, both of our values. And we met and we connected with other women there that day as well that are still our friends. So I think that's important. And even if it's scary, we've just got to remember that we can do hard things. I think I've been saying this so much to my clients lately. We can do hard things. And there can often be fear in things that we haven't done before, but it doesn't mean that we don't do it. You know, the saying of feel the fear and do it anyway. If it's not dangerous and you're not in physical danger, it might just be a little bit scary and it's a bit of a stretch and that's okay. We can do it. Mm. Yeah, we can definitely do hard things. Mm-hmm. And on the um, topic of a lot of people being locked down and online and things like that these days, we can't necessarily go places, but I met so many beautiful friends online over the last couple of years and it was exactly the same as what Sally just described, but online. I slid into people's DMs and (laughs) picked them up with a little pickup line and beautiful friends that I am still so close with. And, you know, one that I was friends with and we talked almost every day and I met her after a year, you know, because of COVID and things like that. So it can happen online for sure. You've just got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get clear on your core values and your list, your soul system manifestation list, ask yourself, where would that person hang out? Are they hanging out at the beach? Are they hanging out at the organic cafe? Are they hanging out at the Pilates or the yoga studio, at plant-based cooking workshops? Where are they hanging out? And then go there. And fear may come up Master your mean girl and do it anyway. Because if you really want these soul friendships, you've got to make the effort. You've got to show up because they're not going to just be plonked in your lap. Well, maybe, but majority of the time you've got to show up too. meet the universe halfway, like Sally said. So I love that so much. And don't forget about online. I have met some of my best friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm, me too. Mm, yeah. It's amazing. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> That's where everyone hangs out these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But one of the questions that we got asked, which I really loved, was what are some conversation starters with new people when you first meet? Because, okay, say you rock up to this plant-based cooking workshop and you feel a bit nervous and there's a little bit of fear or your mean girl's telling you that you should just get back in the car and go home. What are some things that we could kick off with? Like, Sally, you've done this heaps. So what would you say? Well, I remember going to an event that I had never been to before. So I, and this was an event that was running often for women. It was a women's event. So it was, it's very cliche, but it's like, it's just whatever is going to break the ice really. And I asked, oh, have you been to these events before? Like, how does it go? What's it? Do we sit here? You know, just asking questions. So then there can be an answer because we don't, I think what we don't want to ask is, hi, what do you do? (laughs) Because we don't learn anything about a person and who they are on the inside by finding out what they do for a job or a career or whatever. Some people, yes, but there is so much more to learn about somebody. I recently, maybe not too recently, but somewhat recently, went out on a date and 
this person did not ask me the whole day or together for an hour and a half and right until the, he didn't even ask me right at the end. He just kind of came up. He didn't ask me what I did, took about everything else. I didn't ask him. We just talked and we got to know each other on a different level of what do you do? Where do you live? Like these, this is surface level. And if you want intimate, real, deep friendships, we want to avoid the surface level questions. I love that. And a lot of people find that what do you do question uncomfortable. How do I answer it? Like, how long have you got? I do lots of things <laughs> and I'm amazing and I do mm, all of these mm. things. And none of those things define me. Exactly. So definitely don't start with that question. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to answer that question. No, people squirm, mm, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, ask them about the event or, or whatever. Yeah, or what do you love to do on the weekend? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what well, I'm I've just moved here. Like what are your favorite cafes around here? Like things that you are interested in. Don't just ask a random question about plants if you're not interested in plants. But thinking about things that you want to have in common with somebody and then they might go oh I don't know I don't go to cafes and then you'll be like okay so (laughs) I'm seeing that this maybe not be the question or the person but we want to ask questions to get to know somebody like if someone goes oh there's the best cafe here it's a vegan cafe we might be like oh cool or I really love going to this organic store down the road for groceries. Just these little things that give you an idea of who the person is and what they value yeah rather than the surface level questions. Mm, I love that. And one thing I love when getting to know someone when it's really early on is keep asking the questions, you know, like sometimes we can get caught up in talking about ourselves and we can be like, oh yes. And then we go on a tangent about ourselves, right? When really we're here to meet people and make friends and just continue asking the questions and true genuine questions, right? Like don't go asking questions that you don't actually really care about the answer for. And then whatever comes up authentically, like Sal said, you know, if you're at a yoga event, say, do you go to the studio? Mm. You know, do you practice yoga? Do you come here often? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's the best teachers here? Yeah. yeah. Like those kinds of questions where you can have a conversation about, oh, I really like this. Oh, I really love yin. Oh, do you? I prefer this. And just engaging. And then that mm. flows on, right? We don't have to have seven questions lined up. Just one normally starts the flow and it flows on. And be curious. Yes. Just be curious about understanding more about that person and getting to know that person. And I love that, listening and listen with both ears. You know, I think a lot of us, we will meet someone, we're listening, but then we're already replaying the response in our head. (laughs) And I've done that many, many times. But just listen. Just really, really listen to what they're actually saying. and. Then ask another question once they've shared what they've just shared. And it goes from there and you just uncover so many things about people and you can go very deep, very quickly. Mm, Absolutely. Well, you did, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So let's talk now about how to nourish our friendships. This is a question we got so much when I put this out. How do I be a good friend? How do I be a good soul sister? And I've got a couple that I would love to share and then I'd love to hear your perspectives. But we've said this before. Number one, treat your friends how you want to be treated and treat everyone how you want to be treated. Treat your husband, your partner, your kids, your parents, how you want to be treated. It's really important. Number two, speak your truth from a place of love and don't hold things back. When we hold things in, 
that little seed of resentment is planted and then that seed grows and grows and grows over time. So speak your truth from a place of love and don't hold back. Number three, practice CCC, crystal clear communication, which I talk about in Open Wide. It is imperative to practice that. I know for Nick and I, and even friendships too, like whenever there's been a relationship breakdown, it's because one of us has just not practiced CCC. And if we can just be aware of that and go, oh, okay, I thought you could read my mind then, but you can't. (laughs) And what I should have said is blah, blah, blah. But it's all good. We can resolve it and move forward. So practicing crystal clear communication. Number four, remember nothing good comes from closing. It's very easy when you are hurt to shut down and close off. I've done it many times. And just block. It's just feels in the moment too ginormous to deal with, but nothing good ever comes from it. What would be more beneficial is to open up, open wide, and to practice crystal clear communication and say, hey, when you said that, it actually hurt my feelings. And usually the other person will have no idea and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then it's done. It's resolved. Move on. That's happened with us. I've done that with you guys. I said, hey, that actually hurt my feelings. No big deal, but it's resolved then and there. And then that seed of resentment isn't planted. So that's really important. Number five, hold space for each other, which we've spoken about. Don't just expect the other person to hold space for you when you're going through something. Hold space for them when they are going through something. Number six, honor your word. Now, this is an interesting one. Like if you say you're going to do something, do it. Yes, I know things come up, you get your period, but then in those moments, you just practice crystal clear communication. There have been many, many times where I can think of one off the top of my head, like Tam's cancelled at the last minute. There is no hard feelings because she's just spoken her truth. She's just said, hey, I'm really not feeling it. And right now, I just want to have a bath and be by myself. And I love you guys so much. And I'm not going to come to the picnic or the dinner. And there is zero resentment from our side because she's practiced crystal clear communication. It doesn't matter if she cancelled at six o'clock and we we're meeting at six o'clock. It actually doesn't matter because she spoke her truth. So honor your word, yes. And if you do want to change, that's still honoring your word. That's honoring you. Yeah, you know, that's it's the honoring, big thing. Yeah, honoring yourself and going, right now, I need to have a bath and go to bed early. So that's another one. Number seven, remember the little things. I think it's very easy to remember the birthdays and the anniversaries, but remember the little things like maybe the anniversary of a passing of someone or a special moment, a launch or something. So just remembering those little things as well and just sending a little message. It takes 30 seconds to send a hey, I know today is a really special day because of X, just thinking of you and I love you so much and I'm so proud of you. Something so simple like that. Number eight, be her biggest cheerleader and celebrate her wins. And I think we do a really good job of that. Mm, We do. We do a really good job. (laughs) Like I have this philosophy to celebrate everything. I think life is so precious and so sacred and any excuse to get together and celebrate, not just birthdays, like any any excuse, let's get together and celebrate. Let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate whatever it is. 
buying a new home, let's do whatever, because it's really important. We don't just want to celebrate once a year for your birthday. Whenever we can. We and make life a celebration, really. <laughs> exactly. And our friendship a celebration. Yeah, and totally. we're always yeah. saying how grateful we are and yeah. honouring each other yeah. and celebrating our, Celebrate our connection, everything. all of mm. that. Because then it's like what we appreciate appreciates. So I think mm. that's a big one to throw into. Absolutely. And number nine, don't take things too personally. <laughs> I'm working on that one. <laughs> I, think, I think we all are. <laughs> but I think as well, I'm just coming back to this example because it's the most recent one a few weeks ago when Tam was like, I'm going through something. Sally and I could have easily taken that as if Tam just went quiet for a week, we could be thinking, oh my God, what have we done? Have we done something to upset her? Why is she not responding? But because she practiced crystal clear communication and said, hey guys, I'm going through this. We were able to not take it personally and show up for her in the most important way that was going to support her. So try not to take things too personally and practice crystal clear communication. And number 10 is bring brownies. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Always bring brownies. Tam is the best for that. Oh, the best the brownies. more indulgent, the better. I know. Yeah. I can't well, wait for today's brownie. Oh, totally. We've got brownies after this. But cacao is opening of the heart mm-hmm. chakra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, love medicine. Love medicine. Mm. So, yeah, we got brownies after this. <laughs> so, they are my top 10. Do you guys have anything to add before we dive into the questions? I think something that Tam mentioned before is knowing each other's love languages. <laughs> Tam just was said, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> we are literally the same person. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> yeah, to know. Mm. So then to know if that person is going to appreciate a gift of brownies or a curry or is it quality time? Like, actually, I'm just going to come over and have a cup of tea. I'm not going to bring anything. I'm just going to come and spend time with you. Or check-ins, you know, and we've kind of all talked to each other, like what makes you feel most loved? What makes you feel most supported? And at different times we'll express like we were just speaking about, but knowing that about each other, we know that Melissa's love language is brownies. (laughs) Brownies and quality time. Mm, And that's all of ours, isn't it? Quality Mm. time. And physical touch. And physical touch. Put your hands through your hair and you're like, melt. (laughs) Melt, melt. If you ever meet Melissa, just stroke her hair and she's yours. (laughs) Oh, we'll be besties. We will be instant besties. Stroke my hair and you are mine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I think that's so important, not just for your friendships, but for your relationship, your romantic relationship and your children. There's the five love languages of your children as well. If you have not read Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, go and read it and we'll link to it in the show notes and read the one for children. It is so important. Like I know for Leo, it's quality time. There's no point in me buying him a new soccer ball. He doesn't care. He would much rather me sit down and play an Uno game with him, you know, for 10 minutes. So it's really important. So I'm glad that you brought that up too. Mm. I think, which kind of goes off something that you've already said, but getting to know your besties so well that 
you know when something's up or you can kind of see when something's up. We can always hope and trust that somebody else is going to practice CCC, but it's easier said than done, right? And not everybody's in a place where they can share everything all the time and sometimes it hurts too much. So recognizing when someone has possibly gone quiet for a few days or hasn't shown up a couple of times and just giving them a call and saying, hey, are you okay? It's like a check-in, but just saying like, hey, you okay? I've noticed these things. Do you need any extra support? Because for me, when that happens, like if I haven't spoken about it and someone else has recognized it before me, because sometimes you guys know me better than I know myself, (laughs) that just feels so good. And you just feel so seen that someone else has recognized that you're a bit off and they are there for you no matter what you need. So I think, yeah, just really recognizing when your friends are possibly having a tricky time and always just, yeah, being of service. Mm, I love Mm. that. How do we manage the feeling of not being included? This was a question that came up. Mm. I'm still working on this. Mm. Yeah, I think what first comes up for me is practicing crystal clear communication with that group of people or Do you know what? Often it's a story we've made up in our head, Mm -hmm. you know, that say that there's a group of five women and they're all going out and you're thinking in your head, you've made up this story that they're not including me and they don't like me. And really it's just your mean girl and it's not actually the truth. And so maybe you could get some clarity and practice crystal clear communication or just rock up to whatever they're doing. (laughs) Just crash. (laughs) Invite yourself. Invite yourself. And most of the time, it would just be a story that you've made up in your head. Mm, I think, yeah, like you said, communication, having that conversation after, say it happens once and saying, hey, I would have really loved to have come to that. It looks really fun. You can say I felt a little left out, but even just asking, is there any reason, you know, why you didn't reach out? And they may say and give like a really clear reason, or they may say, oh, you know, just whatever it might be. They may say, oh, we thought you were busy or you haven't come to the last three times. So we so, yeah. so stopped asking, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever that might be. CCC, like having those conversations, they're tricky conversations, but if they're real friends, then they, they'll be open to having them. I actually was just thinking if I've ever done this and I have done this. Back when I lived in Sydney, there was a girl that I was friends with and she had a baby shower and I wasn't invited. And I asked her, I said, oh, your baby shower looked really beautiful on Instagram. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you, it looked so beautiful. Passive aggressive. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't passive aggressive. I was like, it looked so beautiful. I would have loved to have been invited. And she was like, I actually didn't organize it. She mm, said yeah. one seat. So yeah. one of her school friends, and I'm not one of her besties. Mm. Like I'm not in her inner circle. But one of her school friends, one of her school besties had organized it. And it was last minute. And it wasn't very big. And yeah, that's what happened. And here I was on the other side of Instagram making up a story in my head that she doesn't like me and doesn't want to be my friend because I wasn't invited to her baby shower. But in actual fact, her school friend, who doesn't know me, Mm -hmm. I don't know her school friend, organized it for her. So you can just ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just ask. Practice CCC and ask if that's something that's coming up for you. Next question is, how do we ask for what we want? How do we do it, ladies? By Voxel. (laughs) (laughs) You just do? Yeah, you just just do. But hey, getting to that point, like getting to that point where you 
feel worthy enough of asking for what you want is a journey in itself, right? Uh So I feel like it's not just how do we ask because you just do, but it's what does it take to come to a place where you feel worthy of asking for what you want from a friend or from a partner? And it is a journey on its own. I mean, with you guys, I know that I can ask for whatever I want or need, but that's because I've worked on it for a really long time. Prior to that, yeah, what would block me or what would stop me would just be, yeah, oh, maybe they won't do it or I don't want to put them out or I don't want to be a burden. A burden was a big thing, you know, I didn't want to be a burden on them. So again, stories, right? So removing their stories or working through them and knowing that you are so worthy of unconditional love from all of your beautiful besties and your partner and your family and just asking. And you're worthy of your needs being met. Mm. 100%. And hey, if the response is undesirable or it's not what you expected or it's not what you wanted, then that's just a reflection of where the relationship or the friendship is at that moment. And then you can kind of be like, okay, I'm genuinely from a heartfelt space and a vulnerable space asking for what I need and not prepared to do that. Is this the kind of person that I want to be in an open, deep, intimate connection with? And it's probably no. Mm. And that comes down to setting the container of the friendship, right? What you were talking about before, Tam, like what does this friendship look like? Does it look like showing up? Does it look like at any, at the drop of the hat? Does it look like being there to support somebody all of the time? Because some friendships aren't. They're not that deep. They're not that intimate. They're not that available. Some people are. We've all got those friends that are still friends, but they're not the person we go to. So they're not like the inner circle. Yes. Yeah. There's like the inner core circle of maybe like the four or the five. And then there's the next circle and maybe they're in that next circle and you identify that, okay, well, they're in that circle. So I'm not going to maybe call them at 10 o'clock at night when I'm upset. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I go to my inner circle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then knowing that and having that conversation with each other, like we know that we can all call each other at any time or rock up on it, either anyone's doorstep, like whatever it may be. And that's the container that we've set for this friendship. And that's how we want to show up. And we also kind of, I'm using the word expect, but we expect each other to show up that way because that's what how we've created this container. It's real. It's all in. It's not half in. It's not 90% in. It's all in with everything. Bring it all, like you say, what's and all, whatever it is. And then that includes being able to ask for what we want because that's an understanding. It's not like, oh, I wonder. Like, I know. I don't need to wonder. I know I can ask. It may not be able to happen exactly when I want it, how I want it, but I can still ask and we can work out how my needs can be met with your support. And I think just in saying that it's reciprocal, right? Like us getting to this place has taken a little bit of time. It's not something that you meet them, you know, yesterday and then today you're asking them to drive you down to Brisbane to catch a plane or something like that. Like it takes a bit of time and investing into a relationship to get to that place. And like you said, having conversations around what the container is and what each other does need. And then mutual kind of expectations, right? So when they ask you for what they need, be prepared to show up when they do ask, because if you're expecting them to show up when you ask for what you need, you need to be, be doing the same thing. A hundred percent. How do you navigate major differences in opinions? Well, you guys were how talking we about this. Yeah. How do you do it? How I do think, we do it? Sarah? I think we do it with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> we just laugh at each other, but that's because that's, I mean, part of the nature of our friendship, but there is that respect there. And there isn't this expectation that we're the same person mm. and we, that's what we love about our friendship, that we are so different and like, we kind of 
laugh at each other like what you're gonna do it like that oh my gosh you know and it's just funny it's accepting you know love is acceptance and it talk about self-love it's a lot of self-acceptance and that's accepting another person as well that we can have differences of opinion of beliefs of views whatever it is worldly personal and we can still be the tightest of friends Mm. I think a value of ours as well, which is why we come so close together, similar values, is we stay curious, right? We are so open and curious to know more and to learn more and to see other perspectives and to see how other people's mind works and how they see the world and get a glimpse of their reality. So we are so curious. So when we do disagree on something, there's genuine inquiry there. Like, how do you possibly believe that? Mm. Or like, how can you possibly think that that's the right way to do that? Mm. Like, there's this genuine inquiry there. So I think staying curious and staying open-minded is such a beautiful thing in a relationship because you're not two of the same people. And how boring would that be if we all had the same values and we all had the same beliefs? Like, life would be so boring. This is what makes it beautiful and exciting. And you know, some of the times like Sally will explain something in a way where I'm like, oh my God, you've just like rocked my world. And now I understand. And now I've shifted my opinion or I've shifted my perspective. And I'm I'm sure I do the same for her as well. <laughs> but you know, like that's how we learn. And if we can stay adapting and open and just soften to those opinions, I mean, some beliefs are our core beliefs, right? And when they're rock solid and we're not going to shift from that and that's okay. But this is where mutual respect comes in in a friendship if we want them to respect that this is our core belief and we're not shifting that we need to be able to respect that that's theirs and we shouldn't have to try and shift them yeah and there's no judgment of i'm right and you're wrong mm-hmm. and whenever you <laughs> terms is like yes yeah, sometimes <laughs> um but whenever you have that black or white thinking it's never gonna end well whether that's with your parents your friends your partner Whenever you have the I am right, you are wrong, it's just going to be met with resistance. So I love the curiosity. Like if there's a difference in opinions, be curious. Like with Leo, who's 16, and he has very different opinions about things to us. And what Nick and I have started to do is say, how did you come to that decision? Like, how did you come to that? And being curious. Half the time, it's just a part of you know, being a teenage boy and pushing back and wanting to assert his voice. But then half of it is like, okay, how did you come to that decision within yourself? So being curious, I think is really important. Respect, all of those things. That's really, really beautiful, ladies. Next question. How do you handle different stages of life? And I love this question so much because it's for me right now. Like I've just had a baby and That's a different stage of life, getting married, moving overseas, all those sorts of things, different stages of life, right? So it's very interesting since becoming a mother and at the time of recording this, Bambi is around 10 months and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for how you two have showed up for me since giving birth. Like there's people in my life where our friendship has fallen away since giving birth Because when you give birth, you are cracked open. Every single chakra in your entire body is cracked open. Your heart is cracked open. Everything is cracked open. And then you are so much more sensitive to things as well. Your capacity shrinks because you've got so much of your love and energy going to this beautiful bundle. 
So your friendship circle, well, I know for me personally, it shrunk and there was friendships that fell away. And then there was friendships like you two who just freaking rose to the freaking occasion. And I was telling someone the other day, like the way that you two have showed up for me since giving birth is the most inspiring thing. And I am so excited to pay that back to you guys. And I know you're not doing it for me to pay you back one day, but I'm so excited to do that for you guys one day. Like the way that you've just showed up for me is just amazing. It's just so beautiful. And I'm so grateful. So I feel like with different stages of life, it comes back to, and I'd love to hear your perspectives on this, but it comes back to love and respect and crystal clear communication. But what are your opinions on this? Yeah, I think what you said around communication is huge, you know. But for the other person, like for myself, even if you weren't communicating it because, you know, all of your time and energy and everything was going into beautiful Bambi, I think for us, we're always thinking, okay, what would she need in in that kind of circumstance or in this time in her life? If this was me, what would I need and how can I show up in that way? You know, like all of these things were kind of repeating because it's they're just such beautiful containers to set up for the the friendship like when I was going through something tough or or grieving the last couple of weeks for you guys it would have been like okay take when was the time that I was grieving in my life and what did I need and so showing up in that way so we haven't had babies yet so we couldn't think back to when we had babies <laughs> but you know you you know general things that you're not going to get a lot of sleep you're not going to be able to do a lot of cooking yourself so showing up with meals organizing meal trains things like that so just really trying to consider what would that other person need during that stage in their life and trying to show up the best in that way and if you are that person like we were talking about me a couple of weeks ago just expressing hey I'm going through this or this is just shift I'm moving through even if you don't know what it is sometimes I'll message these girls and say, I'm going through something. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what I need, but I just need to express that. And I just need to let you guys know. And then that way they can kind of just start tapping in and asking questions and we go from there. Mm, Yeah. So I feel like we are all at different life stages of our lives. So individually, we're all at different stages of our lives and we're still able to be very connected, close friends, even though you're now a mom, even though you're in a long-term relationship, even though I'm not, like there's different stages of life that we're in, but we're all able to support each other and check in with each other, even if we are not in that stage, like Tam and I are not mothers, so we don't know exactly what that is like, and you're open to sharing with us and letting us know what you need, and we're interested and wanting to learn to know how to support you during this stage of life. And I think that reflects each of us in these different stages of life. So for that, I don't really see that that's impacted our friendship. And like you said, it's deepened our friendship. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Something that you mentioned earlier, which I think is really important to kind of touch on, is when you were speaking about mothers asking for support from their friends, if they're not necessarily mothers themselves and maybe feeling like they don't quite understand what they're going through and things like that. Yeah. So I think that happens a lot and I'm assuming that people listening have had that where it's kind of assumed that unless you're a mum, you don't understand what's going on. And of course, we don't 
like Tam and I don't exactly understand what's going on, but we want to know, we want to learn, we want to understand, we want to know how to support you. So we would ask that, okay, so what do you need right now? What's going on for you right now, Mel? And we can still show up even though we're not parents. But you might still say, hey, this is happening with Bambi and like check in for our ideas or different things. Like we've still got ideas. We're still humans <laughs> with ideas and our own thoughts and those types of things. So it doesn't necessarily matter that we're all not at the same life stage or we're all going through the same thing. We can still show up and support each other mm. no matter what. And helping our friends understand yeah, yeah, what we are going through. And even though we think, oh, you know, I'm grieving something. I've just lost a friend. I can't reach out to my friends because they don't get it. They've never been through it. They won't understand. But it's like help them understand, mm. you know, share with them what it's like, share with them what you're going through because they do want to help you. And also even flipping it, instead of seeing being at different life stages as maybe a negative thing, see it as an exciting thing. Like she's about to get married and she's just had a baby and she's going for a new job. Like there's so much you can talk about, so many different things that you can talk about and, and see it as something exciting and another way that you can deepen your friendship as opposed to looking at it as a negative thing. Like we're at different life stages, so we can't be friends anymore, full stop. It's like, well, no, let's like look at it as an exciting thing and a learning, like learn from me and going through having Bambi. And, you know, I can learn from you guys in different times as well and how you move through grief or whatever it is. Like we're always learning from each other, which is amazing. You know, our relationships are our biggest teachers. And if you want to grow and really evolve, deepen your relationships. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a really good question. I love that one. As you can hear, I had the best time recording part one with these two angels, and I'm truly hoping that you got so much out of it. And make sure you tune into next week's episode for part two. And if you did get a lot out of today's episode, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. And please come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me what you got from this episode. I absolutely love hearing from you and connecting with you. So please come and connect with me over there. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. <laughs>